helping us. Our vision is to bring hope to the people of East London. And I'm praying that you would feel so encouraged by this week's talk. So our guest today has been to, well, you were at the first Renaissance in 2021, coming out of the pandemic, when we literally didn't know if we were able to do it, and we were going to have face masks, and we all stood two meters apart, and he was there then, and since then has been a great friend. Uh, Pastor Sheridan McDaniel has pastored in Los Angeles County for three decades, where he leads a place of worship church. He's married to Lara Leslie. They have four adult children, one of whom, DeAndre, is here today, and is going to be jumping in a little bit later. And over the last last few years has become a great friend. You've been over, this is the third Renaissance and we've run and you're here for the second time. You've come with a group of 40 pastors from across America who've been here for these days and you're a coach, church leader, amazing speaker and I twisted his arm and said if you can stay a little bit longer and be with us for Sunday, we would be so grateful. So would you please welcome our great friend, Pastor Sheridan McDaniel. So good. Hey man, it is a blessing to be here so I could have Nando's. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> that, that's my favorite restaurant right there. And uh, Twisted Al's arm to take me there again after service. So I'm going to be real quick and get out of the way so I can... He'll get me a quarter chicken with some peri-peri Extra chips. I call them fries. But it is an honor to be here. And we greet you from Los Angeles, California. Uh, I pastor a church in Fullerton and in Long Beach, California. So on behalf of my wife and our church home, it is an honor to be here. And I'm, I'm, I'm on a certain time limit. I don't, you know, so... I could spend at least 10 minutes just talking about Al alone. I mean, I could. I mean, he has the biggest heart, and I honor the Lord for him. And then I could spend another talking about the worship team and the musicians and then the hospitality team and all the prayer that goes forth. So it's just a place... Um, being here is absolutely incredible. I believe some of the greatest and loveliest and sweetest people live here uh, in this area. So every time I've come, it's just been an incredible, incredible blessing. So it's good to be here again, and I'll be back again. And this is just going to become part of our part of our journey. Uh, but. I want to go ahead and get in the word which uh, I'm excited about in the book of Luke. I want to start in chapter 19. And I'll read verses 1 through verse number 10 in Luke chapter 19. Uh, as we've been here and and I'm going to probably go back and forth between Renaissance and Renaissance. Because in the States, it's Renaissance. And here, it's Renaissance. So I'm, I'm going to try to stick with Renaissance. But if I say Renaissance, you'll know what I mean. So, so Luke, and, and also, I'll just throw this in real quick. This was the first time in 61 years of my life that I walked to church. The first time ever. 
because we're, we're, we're saying we're in walking distance. And I was telling my son, I said, wow, I'm having a moment here. You know, I'm walking to church for the because you don't walk anywhere at home. We you drive everywhere. This is the first time, so it, it was nice. It wasn't raining, and it, it was real nice. So, all right, back to Luke. Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse number one. It reads that then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today, I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying he was gone to be a guest with the man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So in prayer this week, as I was experiencing incredible conference um, and I'm watching and I'm listening and, and I'm praying and what I witnessed at the Renaissance conference is what I saw in Zacchaeus life and I want to talk about a Zacchaeus Renaissance a Zacchaeus Renaissance because what happened in his life is what I saw here this week and something that I'm going to take home with me from what I experienced this week. When we look at Zacchaeus' life, the first thing that I saw in his life that I witnessed here was a desperation to see Jesus. There was a hunger in this house there was a hunger in this building. There was a hunger in this space to see Jesus. And you don't see that everywhere. You don't witness that everywhere, but there was a desperation to see Jesus. And there's a difference between a desperation to get something from Jesus and a desperation to see Jesus. There's a difference between a desperation to get something from him and a desperation just to be for him. And what I witnessed was a desperation for him. And whether, whether it's a desperation to get something from him that's not bad or desperation for him, they, they look the same in the sense that they're both extreme measures that I will go through in order to get what I'm desperate for. 
And that, that, for me, that, that looks like Jacob in the Old Testament when he wrestled with that angel. And the Bible talks about in his desperation, he said, I'm not letting go, God, until you bless me. And, and sometimes you will have that desperation on the inside, that desperation that says, I'm not letting go until I receive what you have for me. Uh, there, there's that desperation with the woman with the issue of blood. So desperate for her healing that she crawled on the ground until she was able to get through the people to touch the hem of his garment. That, that's a desperation. And then there's that desperation again that we see in the life of Zacchaeus. And what I love is that desperation is a choice. It's not something that just falls on you. It's not something that, that, that you just receive. It is a choice that you make. And what I love about Zacchaeus is that he left the house desperate to see Jesus. Wasn't something that he picked up on the way. He made up his mind that I'm going to see Jesus today that I am going to set my eyes upon him, that I'm going to get a glimpse of the Messiah today. He decided that in the house. And what I love about that is that many people, before we even came to the Renaissance Conference, we decided before we left the house that I'm going to see Jesus tonight. I'm going to see him when I get through those doors, and when I get, I'm going to see him when I get on the grounds. Of saying, I, I'm, I'm not going to get this desperation on my way. I made up my mind in the hotel room. Oh, I'm going to see him tonight. I'm going to experience Christ tonight. And, and that's exactly what we did. And this again was the mindset of Zacchaeus. He said that I'm going to see Jesus today because the Bible says that he was passing, he was, he was entering in and passing through Jericho, meaning he wasn't going to be there a long time. And so Zacchaeus said, I got I to gotta make sure that I, I take this opportunity and that I seize this moment to see Jesus. And so he leaves his house, and don't forget, with that desperation on the inside. He leaves his house, and he's on his way to see Jesus. And the Bible says when he walks up to where Jesus was located, he runs into a crowd of people. And because of his height, he was not able to see over the crowd and able to look at Jesus because he was a man of short stature. He, he came up short and he wasn't able to see Jesus because he was being blocked by the crowd of people. And when you and I make up our mind to want to get close to the Lord, when we make up our mind that, God, I want to get near you, that, God, I, I need to see you, that, Lord, I, I need to be in your presence. When you and I make up our minds, trust me, there's going to be something or someone to block you from getting to him. There's going to be something or someone standing in your way of getting close, of getting near, of seeing the one who we call Jesus. When you and I make up our minds that, that I'm going to, to get in his presence, I want you to be ready to be blocked by something or somebody. 
And this was the case for Zacchaeus. He runs out and he's looking to see Jesus, but he cannot see him because of the crowd. And, and because of the crowd, he's now in a situation that wasn't going to change because he's not about to grow and the people weren't leaving. And so here he is in a situation that was not about to change. What do you do when you're in a situation? What do you do when you're in a condition that's not about to change? What do you do when you face a problem that's not going anywhere? And I know somebody here this morning is probably right there saying, that's where I am. I'm facing a condition and it's not changing. I got a problem in front of me and it's not going anywhere. What do I do when I'm in that situation? And, and, and here, here are my options. Zacchaeus, he can go back home and say, well, I tried. And, and it just wasn't there for me. Today just wasn't my day. Or he could stand right there where he was and, and say, well, maybe uh, somebody will move and I'll be able to get in. And he can stay in a sad situation because his condition was not going to change. He had to make up his mind, do I go back, do I stay here, or do I try to come up with a plan? And because of the desperation on the inside, Zacchaeus made up his mind, I'm not going back home. Neither am I going to stay where I am. He made this, de this decision based upon what the desperation that was in him. He made up his mind and he said, I got to figure out a way. I need a strategy. I need a plan. I need, I need something because uh, what I'm not going to do is bring my expectation down to my reality. And my expectation when I left home was, I'm going to see him today. My mind was made up that I'm going to see it, but my reality is saying that I'm being blocked. But my expectation and my, my desperation is stronger than what I'm facing right now. And for some of you, the only reason why you're still kicking, the only reason you're still alive, the only reason you're still functioning and you're able to come here and sing and worship is because what's inside of you is stronger than what's attacking you. What's on the inside of you is stronger than what's facing you. What's on the inside of you is bigger than what's trying to knock you down and come against you. And because of that, you're still moving. You're still, you're still going. You're still functioning because you really do believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You really believe that on the inside of me is something greater than what I'm facing. And for Zacchaeus, his desperation was greater than how short he was. And so he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run ahead of the crowd. I'm going to get ahead of them. I'm, gonna get, I'm, I'm coming up with a plan because I, I got to see Jesus. I didn't leave the house to not see him. I, I left the house to see him. I left the house to get in his presence. And now I'm being blocked, and, and, but I got to see him. And, and he was in the mindset of thinking not strange of these fiery trials that are sent to try you. As though some strange. He didn't stay there and complain. He didn't sit there and become sad. He didn't have a pity party. He said, I'm going to make up my mind. Oh, I'm going to see him today. 
And so he ran ahead of the crowd. And when he ran ahead of the crowd, what he did was he distanced himself from those who were blocking him. And that's what somebody in here needs to do today. You need to distance yourself from some stuff and some people who are blocking you. You need to distance yourself from some, some, some things that are in your way of growing, in your way of building, in your way of becoming the man and the woman God called you to be. It's time that you distance yourself from what's blocking you. And that's what Zacchaeus did. He ran ahead of the crowd, distanced himself from them, and said to himself that, that this, is a, this is a singular or a solo move. Because what I love is Zacchaeus, he did not look for somebody else to go with him. Because a lot of times that will, that's what we will do. We'll try to find somebody. I'm going to do this, but let me see if I can get a couple friends to go with me. That sometimes in your journey with the Lord, you got to go by yourself. Zacchaeus, he didn't wait around and, and try to get it. He said, I'm moving ahead because I'm going to see him. Because sometimes you got to realize everybody can't go where you're going. Everybody doesn't have the desperation and the passion that you have. Everybody's not going to stand in agreement with you. It, it's beautiful if they are, but you got to know that sometimes I got to go by myself because this is my growth. This is my assignment. This is my development, and I got to make up my mind that no matter what happens, if I run into a crowd, this move right here, I may have to go alone. And Zacchaeus, he went alone. He got ahead of the crowd. He, he ran in front of them, and he, he said to himself, he made up in his mind, oh, I'm going to see Jesus this morning, this day, this night, this evening. Whatever it is, my mind is made up. He runs ahead of the crowd, and then once he gets ahead of the crowd, he, 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 he notices that they're moving towards him, that Jesus is still coming toward And so he angled it, and he can see the crowd. He's ahead of them. They're coming in his direction. And so he says to himself, now, if I stay on this level, I'm going to run into the same problem I had before because the crowd will be here and I will not be able to see above them in order to see Jesus. So what Zacchaeus did, he said to himself that I got to make a move again. Because if I stay on the same level, I'm gonna keep running into the same problem. And that's God's word for somebody here this morning. If you stay on the same level, you're gonna keep running into the same problem. You stay on the same level, you're going to keep dating the same type of people. You stay on the same level, you're going to keep running into the same issues. You stay on the same level, your life is going to be a life of sameness. It's like, it's like back in the Old Testament, the Bible says in Deuteronomy, Israel, they were going in their wilderness and on their way to the promised land, and they were walking around the same mountain, Mount Seir, and they were just circling it, circling it. The Bible says they, they had compassed this mountain. They were circling the mountain every day, seeing the same stuff, dealing with the same issues, and God speaks to them, and God tells Moses, tell the people you compassed this mountain long enough. It's time to turn and go northward. In other words, it's time to climb this mountain. 
And God is, is speaking to somebody right now, telling you, you have come past the same environment long enough. You've been seeing the same thing long enough, and God is telling you it's time to climb. It's time to climb. It's time to turn and go northward. You, you, you've been where you are long enough. It is time to climb. And I didn't mean for that to rhyme, <laughs> but it did. Let me hear you say it. It's time to climb. It's time to climb. He, and, and Zacchaeus, he, he says that, that if I stay here, I'm going to run into the same situation. And so he sees a sycamore tree. And here he is, a rich man. Here he is, the chief tax collector, doing something that, that he would never have done before. And he says that I'm going to climb this tree. Why? Because I'm desperate to see Jesus. So I'm going to climb the tree because he's coming this way. And I'm going to get up here and I'm going to get myself in a position to where I know I'm going to see him. And so Zacchaeus, he climbs the sycamore tree. Why? Because now not only do I need to get ahead of the crowd, but I got to get above the crowd. I got to get above them. And, and, and what, it, what he's saying to himself is that I don't want to be blocked by the same situation again. I mean, you and I can walk and go, and we'll get to a point where I'm tired of going through the same situation. Again, same storm, same valley, same issue, same, same, same. Zacchaeus said, I'm not going to get blocked by that. I might get blocked by something, not going to be by this. And so he decides, I'm going to climb this sycamore tree. I'm going up. I'm going to climb this tree. What is he doing? I'm going to reposition myself. I'm going to position myself in a place where I know I'm going to see him. I'm going to position myself to where I'm not going to miss him. I'm going to position myself to a point where, Jesus, I'm going to lock eyes with you. And the Bible says that he climbed that sycamore tree. He didn't care about what anybody thought. He climbed the tree. Did he look silly? Yes, but he climbed the tree. Did he look crazy? Yes, but he climbed the tree. And sometimes you got to be willing to look silly, willing to look crazy in order to reach the place where you want to go. People might look at you, they might laugh at you, but you still got to climb. You still got to do whatever it takes to reach the goal of being in the presence of the Lord. He climbed that tree, and this is the part I love, when Jesus reached a point to where he was. The Bible says Jesus looked up and he said, Zacchaeus. And I can only imagine Zacchaeus probably feeling overwhelmed that Jesus knew his name. I want you to know he knows your name. He knows your name. He knows your name. And he looked up, and, he, and out of all the crowd of people, the only one he recognized was the one who was desperate. The only one he recognized out of all the people was the one who was willing to look crazy and to look silly. And the one who said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to see Jesus. He, didn't, he did not call nobody else's name but Zacchaeus. That's why you and I have to have the mindset of, of whatever it takes, 
God, I'm willing to step out. I'm willing to be a misfit. I'm willing to be the one that looks crazy. If that's what it takes for you to be able to just bring me in a place in you that I need to be, so be it. And I saw that this week. I saw that. I saw people dancing this week in the presence of the Lord like they lost their mind. They were moving. They did not care. It was no rhythm to it. All they said to themselves was, I'm in here, and I'm praising God, and I want his presence. And they were moving their arms and doing, I mean, I said, wow. I think I'd call one of them dances the octopus because it was just going everywhere. But but in their minds, this is the mindset, well, I don't care what I look like. I don't care what people say. I know what the Lord has done for me and I know what I want from him. Therefore, whatever it calls for, that's what I'm going to do. And that was the mindset of Zacchaeus. He said, I don't care. Jesus sees him. He looks at him and Jesus says, Zacchaeus. And then he says this, he says this, he says this. Don't miss this. I may want you to get a tattoo of this because I don't want you to miss this. He says, Zacchaeus, make haste, means hurry up. He says, come down. This is it. I want to come and stay at your house. I don't, he didn't say I want to come visit. The text says, I want to come stay at your house. That, that's the part that blew me away. That, that, that's the renaissance that, that began to happen. He said, I want to come stay at your house. Why did he say, I want to come stay at your house? Well, first of all, I believe he said, I want to come stay at your house because I don't want this experience that we're having right now to stay here. I don't want this experience that you're having you in the tree and me down here. I, I know it feels good. I know you're excited. I called your name. I know that what you left the house to do. I know it's happening. I know you feel, but I don't want it to stay here. He said, I want it to go home. I want it to go to your house. I want, it, I want to take it to your house because until it goes home, it's not real. Until it goes home, it's just an event. Until it goes home, it's not, no change is really going to take place. He said, I'm coming to stay at your house because I want to make sure what you experience in Renaissance, you experience at your home. I want to make sure what you experience in here, the worship, the word, the fellowship, the power, the presence of God, it has to go home. It has to go home. It has to go home. When I get on that plane on Delta Air, trust me, everything that I've experienced here is going on the plane with me, it's going to the airport with me, it's going to fly over the sky, it's going to land at LAX, and it's going to drive home with me because I don't want an event. I want something that's going to last. I want it to be real. I don't, I don't want it to just be something that's out because if all we do is get what God has for us in here, it's not going to last. It has to go home. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I want to stay at your house. We got, we got to take this home. We're, because because I, I, want, I, want your, I want your house to look like church. That's what I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want one thing to happen in here and then you go home and you're a whole nother person. I don't want one thing to happen in here and you never hear a worship song at home. 
I don't want you just to lift your hands in here and sing and then get home and forget how to lift your hands. He says, I want you to get home and I want you to lift your hands at home. I want you to get home and I want you to get on your knees and I want you to be able to lift your hands and sing with no worship team, no music, just me and you. He said, God said, I want to become that person. I want my encounter with you to be real and it's not real if it don't go home. Zacchaeus, I don't want you to be a public success and a private failure. I I, want to go home because you did something in public that was incredible, and now I want to take you home and I want to bless you. I want to bless you. I want to make sure that, that, that what's happening in here is real, and it's real when it gets to my house. It's real when it gets in my family. It's real when it gets in my relationship with my wife. I don't, I don't want to be one in here that just talks Jesus and sings Jesus and then get home and, and, and talk crazy to my family, talk crazy to my wife. No, it has to get home. He says, I'm, I'm coming to stay at your house. And the Bible says, he came out of that tree and they went to his home. And the minute they got to his home, Zacchaeus now He went from experiencing him and seeing him in public to now hosting him. And I heard Al say, we have to learn how to host the presence of the Lord. We got to learn how to carry the presence of the Lord. Now Zacchaeus, he's in, Jesus is in, now he's a host. Now he's hosting him. See, I got to be able to host him in here and I have to be able to host him at home. Because that's when it's real. Public worship without private worship is a performance. I got to be able to host him and carry his presence in the kitchen, in the room, in the carport. I got to be able to host him at home. Zacchaeus, he hosted the presence of the Lord at home. And Zacchaeus said, now that I'm at home, this is what hosting does. When you begin to host him at home, all of a sudden Jesus said, today, this day, this day, salvation has come to you. The part I love is this day. I don't care what he does after that. Somebody in here right now, you need a today. You need a this day. You need God to do something. Not tomorrow, not next. Somebody in here needs God to do something today. And if you go home and you host him, you take him home with you, today, today, you can expect something today. He hosted and he said, today. He hosted and hosting leads to healing. Because now Zacchaeus said, Lord, I'm giving everything to the poor, half of what I have. And if I take anything from anyone, I'm going to restore them fourfold. What's happening? He's being healed. He's being changed. Why? Because Jesus is at his house. And why is he being changed? And why is he saying all this? Because I want him. I need him. I need Jesus. I want him. And so I'm going to change whatever I have to in order to maintain this presence in my home. He's at home and he's changing. You know where real change takes place? At home. At home. That's where real change takes place. When you get home and you start adjusting. You get home and you start changing things. You get home and you start making up your mind. Okay, now I'm going to act this way. Now I'm going to do it because why? Jesus is at my home. 
He's with me. He's at my home. And what I love about it is that Caius did not have to call home and say anything like, go move this, go change that. Tell him to move out. Tell her to move out. He didn't have to make no changes. He just went straight home with Jesus. Are there any changes you need to make in your house? Knowing that Jesus is going home with you. He went home with him. And when he got there, Zacchaeus began to change. Hosting births a renaissance. When you begin to host the presence of the Lord, that births a renaissance. And I, I was checking out the word renaissance, and it's a French word. The R-E, it means back again. And the, and the naissance, it means to be birthed. It's like a new birth taking place. Something new is happening. Something new is happening in his life. Something new is happening with us. That's why I love coming, because every time I come, something new happens. And, and a renaissance is like rebooting or restarting a computer. The other day, my Mac computer, what came up, popped up on the screen, it said, uh, new software is coming out. And, and when a new software comes out, it, it'll pop up on the screen and it says, if you want it, press download. And so I hit download, and now all the new stuff starts coming, you know, bugs fixing, and new software and updates, all this stuff. And so all the, all the new stuff is loading, the new software. And then once it loads, uh, what happens is either I have to reboot or restart the computer in order for the new stuff that's already in the computer now to be able, for me to be able to use it. I got to reboot. I got to restart. It's there. But if I don't restart it, I can't even use it. It's all there. But if I don't reboot, if I don't restart, I cannot use the new stuff unless that computer reboots or restarts. And I believe in our Renaissance conference, we were downloaded some new stuff. A lot of new stuff. I got it. I know there's some new software coming in, but we won't be able to use it unless we restart. We got to reboot. And, and what I love about it, when you restart a computer, it'll say this sometimes. It'll say, if you do nothing, the computer will restart automatically. You know, it'll say, if you do nothing, It'll start, I, I love that. If you do not, because what that tells me, I got to come to an end of myself. I got to come to nothing for the new stuff to be able to come in. I got to come to nothing. I got to present God with a blank sheet of paper and say, God, now write on me all over again. I have to come to nothing. That, 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 that's, and when your computer comes, what happens is when it reboots, the screen goes blank. It goes blank. And, and when that screen goes blank, that lets you know it's, now it's at nothing. And then it comes back on. And you put your password in again, now you can use all the new software, the new operating system. God's saying, I downloaded a new operating system in you, but you gotta restart.
You got to make up your mind. You got to reboot. And how do we restart and reboot? We do that in worship. We do that in worship. There's no, there's no, uh, it's not by chance that we worship here the way we worship. It's not by chance the worship that took place during Renaissance just happened. No, when we're worshiping, we're rebooting. We're restarting. When we're worshiping, now all the new stuff is coming in. When I close out everything around me and I lift up my hands and we had one night where, where, where again, we could have stayed here all night because we were just worshiping. And it's not by chance the worship in this house is going forth the way it is. There's a rebooting that God wants to continue to do in us. He has more uh, new stuff coming in than Apple and Mac. He has more new stuff coming up. And the more I lift my hands in worship, the more that that new operating system begins to happen on the inside of me. And I want everyone in here today to be able to take in your heart and mind the fact that I can no longer just come to church and leave and come and leave. I have to take something home with me because I have to make sure that my house is an image of what I do in church. That, that, that I, the best worship team lives inside you. You got your own track. You just got to play it at home. You got to read at home. You got to pray at home. You got to change at home. Because Jesus said, today, I'm coming to your house. I'm going home with you. I'm going home with you. Come on, lift your hands right where you are. Just lift your hands right in his presence. Lift those hands right in his presence. Hands are lifted, hands are lifted. Because I want you to know that worship is rebooting. Somebody in here, you need to restart. I need a restart. Renaissance is going home with me. It's not staying in the house, it's going home with me. And with those hands lifted, all you're, all you're doing is restarting. You're rebooting. And we knew that God said it's in you already that I put in, it's going to come alive. It's going to come alive. In worship, that's where the new begins. No accident that there is a great worship in this house. It's not by chance. That's God saying, I want something new coming in you. And I'm coming to your house. I'm coming home. I'm coming home with you. And you, when you get home, you make sure that what I, what I do in St. Church, I do at home. What I experience at St., I experience at home. My relationship with the Lord is just not just not a building church relationship. It is a home relationship. Jesus said, I want to go home with you. I want to go home with you. I want to go. I want this to be real. 
It's got to be real. You're the praise team. You're it. Come on, lift those hands high. Lift them high. Lift them like you're under arrest by the Holy Ghost. Lift them like you are under arrest by the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to make up my mind this morning. I'm rebooting. Now he's coming to my house with me. I'm going to make some changes at home. I will not be a public success and a private failure. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. If you'd like to find out more, great week and we'll see you soon.